Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's AdMail, I'm going to tackle three great questions. Two from YouTube, one from a client from Silicon Valley, and probably going to spend a lot of time on question one, which involves the purchase of startup shares by an IRA, which has gotten an enormous amount of tension over the last month or so after the Peter Thiel ProPublica article, which I've done multiple podcast videos and blogs on. So wanted to just touch on this question because I thought it was a really good summary of what people are asking. And then one on gambling in an IRA and then one on the Roth cap, which I talked about on a podcast a few weeks ago. So let's get right into it. The first question is going to... Um, I could spend probably two hours on it, but I will summarize my thoughts uh, succinctly, I promise. I want to invest in a startup that I will own 25% of. Can I use my retirement fund? So this is it. I probably have talked to, my team has probably talked to 100 um, potential clients that had this exact question over the last few weeks, right? Um, So here are the, the two ways the IRS can attack a transaction, right? So there's three things you can't do with an IRA. You can't buy collectibles, life insurance, and you can't do any prohibited transaction as outlined under Internal Revenue Code Section 4975, which in sum basically says you can't do any transaction with your IRA that somehow directly or indirectly personally involves or benefits you as the IRA owner, your lineal descendants, or any entities you control, which means 50% or more. So that is the primary way the IRS would attack a transaction like this. They would say, do you own more than 50%? So if you own 25% on its face under 4975C, you can make the argument that your transaction is not prohibited because the entity is not prohibited or disqualified because it's owned by less than 50% by disqualified persons. Now, we do know, and I've mentioned this case very often, Rollins v. Commissioner, 2004 tax court case, where Rollins owned less than 50% of these companies. He invested it passively. He took his 401k, led funds to those companies at prevailing interest rates, and the IRS argued self-dealing, and the tax court agreed and basically said, hey, Rollins, you can't prove to me that your loan from your 401k to these businesses did not personally benefit you, because clearly they did because your companies needed the money. So in the startup, it's much harder to make that Rollins-type argument because they're startups. It doesn't need any money, right? You're, you're talking about putting in $5,000, $10,000 retirement money as an investor. You can make the argument in, in, in much stronger terms than Rollins that it wasn't a transaction that personally benefited you. It's something that was done exclusively to benefit the IRA. So assuming the IRA can't fight you on the 50% disqualified person threshold, The only other way they can fight a transaction like this when you're under the 50% is value. And they made this argument with uh, Peter Thiel. They mentioned this in a government accountability's office report, GAO in 2014, when they talked about putting founder stock and carried interest in a Roth IRA. 
and, and summarize this um, exactly uh, like I'm doing and say, hey, we could attack these transactions two ways. Disqualified person, 50% or value. Are, is your IRA paying fair value for the stock? Now in a startup setting, it's very hard to argue that the shares are worth maybe more than a penny or a dollar, whatever the, the value is, because it's a startup, right? No operations, a shell company, you're raising money on an idea, much easier to argue the stock's worth pennies uh, versus an established company that has filed tax returns, has revenues, has profits, um, has a track record, much harder at that, at that point to uh, get a, a, a lower value for the stock, right? And the IRS has been very clear on this. They actually have a listed transaction uh, for Roth IRAs where you stick in a uh, business into a Roth IRA that's undervalued. Um, what that means is if you do something similar, because it's a listed transaction, you have to report it to the IRS. Now that listed transaction is specifically about selling uh, an entire business to the Roth IRA out at a discounted valuation, um, which would probably be a prohibited transaction anyways. I'm not sure anyone would be able to do that uh, without triggering the prohibited transaction rules. But either way, the IRS wants to put you on notice and say, hey, if you do this, you need to um, basically uh, report it. And that's found under notice 2004-8, um, just an FYI. So um, bottom line is, to answer your question from YouTube, if you're under 50%, two ways the IRS attacks it. If it's a startup, it's gonna be hard to, to, to follow the Rollins line of arguments and show that it's a personal benefit because it's a startup. Hard to argue it's a need of cash to start, um, especially if it's a small amount of money by the IRA. And number two, overstuffing the Roth IRA, undervalue the assets that the Roth IRA is purchasing or undervaluing its value. Um, and again, it's a startup. It, it's hard to argue there's much value. Um, where you can get in trouble is if you started this company today and then in four months you want to um, stick some stock in a Roth IRA, but a, a month or a week or less than a year after that point, you are going to raise money on a series A with a much higher valuation. You need to be careful in that case because the IRS feels that you have received, or your Roth IRA, Roth IRA received a benefit and received undervalued um, shares or paid, did not pay fair market value for, it could um, reclassify the transaction um, and argue that you overstuffed the IRA and, and potentially if, even if they don't nail you on a prohibitive transaction, try to hit you up with an excise tax. So um, just be careful um, if you are doing a startup and you want to get the stock into the Roth, you've got to be under 50%. The more passive you are, the better. Um, the less you own, the better. And again, if you're doing a raise a week later or a month later at a high val higher valuation, be cautious of that because the IRS could uh, basically argue that you, your Roth IRA did not pay fair value. So uh, it could work. Uh, the IRS tried to argue the, the Thiel case. They could not, whether it was a past the three-year statute of limitation, which was also an issue, or they just couldn't argue because he owned less than 50% and it was a startup. Uh, the PayPal, and it would be impossible to argue that the shares worth more since all the founders got to pay the same value. But I think their big issue, honestly, was just the statute of limitation ran and they, they couldn't fight it because uh, it was well past the three years when they looked at this. But um, either way, just be cautious. Make sure you're paying fair value. On a startup, you can do it. But if you're doing a raise uh, within the year, be super careful because and cautious because the IRS could just argue that 
you, uh, your Roth IRA did not pay fair value for the shares. Second question is from Andrew S. Silicon Valley, and he wants to know, can I use an IRA to invest in a gambling-based hedge fund? So gambling, again, remember the three things you can't do, collectibles, life insurance, and self-dealing, $49.75. Gambling does not seem to fall into those three categories. So can you do it? Technically, yes. Would I suggest you you gamble with your IRA? No. But um, this, this gentleman actually had um, use um, of a very high sophisticated trading bot that was able to, to um, be super successful on, on certain gambling um, wagers. And he, he felt that it'd be super successful. The problem is gambling uh, income would be treated as business income, not capital, it's not a capital asset, gambling winnings, and thus would be subject to the UBIT tax, the 37% unrelated business taxable income tax. So bottom line, you can do it. Uh, however, it's risky, obviously, <laughs> you're gambling, whether you're doing horse racing or uh, something else. And it's subject to 37% UBIT tax, a maximum tax rate. So it just doesn't, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Um, potentially, you can do a blocker corp to reduce the 37% to maybe 21%, uh, although the, the corporate tax rate can go up. But it's still, uh, once you throw the UBTI tax rate in there and the risks of gambling, um, based income. Uh, I mean, I think it's it's pretty risky stuff. So yeah, you can do it, but beware of UBTI. Third question, love your Adam talks on the Roth IRA cap. Pretty scary. Could this really pass from YouTube? Oh, uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for the kind words. I got a lot of um, comments on that. I hope it doesn't pass. I pray every time, every day I wake up. That's what I pray for. Um, it's possible. I think we'll know more in the next few months. Um, Listen, the Democrats, you know, Senator Widener, he's he's got power now. And um, the Democrats control the House, Senate, and presidency. So um, I, generally, I do want to push for bipartisan support for retirement legislation. But uh, listen, uh, Senator Widener tried to do this. Uh, so, sorry, Senator Widener tried to do this uh, in 2016 under Obama. He just couldn't get it done. Um He's bent over shape right now. A lot of the Democrats are about punishing the rich. I uh, went into the Peter Thiel, the ProPublica. Even though there's less than 500 Americans that have $25 million plus in their retirement account, um, he seems like he wants to make an example. Uh, again, I, I just don't see this as a big issue. We'd be the only country in the world, uh, any developed country that's capping people's retirement. Uh, but there's some other crazy stuff out there um, in, in terms of what, what he's looking to do. So believe it or not, this may not, may not be even the worst stuff um, uh, of what uh, Senator Wyden is proposing. Um, so I, a year ago or even six months ago, I would say no chance um, that this passed. But again, he's the chair of the Senate Finance Committee. Uh, there is some... There's some reps in the Ways and Means Committee that uh, seem to be sympathetic to this cap. Uh, the idea is like, hey, it doesn't impact a lot of people, but it's, it sets an example, uh, too much money for the rich. Let's stop it. I've given examples you know, where you put away 5,500 bucks a year from 21 to 72 at a 10% rate of return. You have over $7 million in your Roth IRA, and that should be encouraged, not punished. So uh, I'm 100% I'm against it. It's not a political statement. I just don't think it's helpful to punish people's wealth, um, whatever the number is, a hundred million, a billion, uh, no one stole the money. If they stole the money, throw them in jail. But people uh, earn this money um, legally. 
They, they worked hard for it. They saved. They did everything they were told they should do. And now you're going to take it from them and cap it. What's the benefit? You're going to get the money back in estate tax. There's no benefit of capping this money. They're just going to put the extra money in life insurance or other um, vehicles to um, save it. Um, so it's adding zero value. It's short-sighted and wrong. I hope it doesn't pass, uh, but you know, it could. Um, we, we've seen things happen. Just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. I'm hoping that um, the, the financial industry, our industry, you know, get together and really educate uh, Senator Wyden about the importance of the retirement system and what it would do to people of all all ages and all income levels. Uh, telling them, hey, we're changing the rules on you. We we told you you should save and earn a lot of money and invest wisely, but uh, even if you buy Tesla or Facebook and you do really well. Um, we're not going to let you do too well because that's just not fair. So again, I'm, I'm super against this. Uh, I just think it's horrible tax policy. Um, doesn't make a lot of sense. Not going to bring in any revenues. Uh, it could actually uh, take away revenues from Treasury because of the estate tax, which is at a much higher rate um, than um, capital gains rate, right? If, if you have five, six, seven million dollars in a Roth IRA, most likely you're going to have more than $11.7 million in total assets, including um, home, other assets. So you're likely going to be paying the estate tax, which can go as high as 50%, including state tax. So uh, why would we not want to tax that? Yeah, we'll have to wait for that tax, but we're going to get it a much bigger clip than if you uh, force people to invest personally and get smaller capital gains tax rates. So I don't know. Um, I spoke to, to um, some politicians I'm friendly with. Um, they're not sure either. They think on both sides of the aisle, they just don't see like that there's a lot of momentum for this. But uh, Senator Wyden is very focused on this. I can tell you that. And uh, I hope um, he uh, replaces some of his focus onto other important things that can help our country, like get through COVID and get people back to work, which we need to. You know, I was basically, I was in New York City um, last week and I was trying to make reservations at a restaurant that was a few blocks from where I live. And I um, couldn't get a reservation, like 7.30 on a Wednesday night. It's like, wow. So anyways, I went to another restaurant. I walked by that restaurant, about 10 tables open. So I actually walked by and I, I spoke to the, the maitre d'. I said, can I ask you something? I try to make a reservation here, but there's this whole section's empty. What's the deal? It's like, we, we have no staff. We can't we have no one to cover those tables. So we couldn't offer them for our clients. So imagine that New York City restaurant, middle of summer, they have literally closed a third of their restaurant because there's no servers. So um, we got bigger issues than, than capping a Roth IRA, five million bucks. Uh, it's craziness. So un-American, um, you wanna punish the rich, fine. Um, you, can, you can impose a huge estate tax, right? Um, you'll get half that money back when they die. Now, the Roth IRA is not exempt from estate tax. Life insurance could be, but not the Roth IRA. So you want well, punish life insurance. Life insurance has got the best racket going, right? It's all tax-free. They and, and why should it be, right? What's the, the tax policy of making life insurance tax-free? But a Roth IRA, we should cap. Makes no sense, but, uh, you know, he chairs the Senate Finance Committee. He's got a lot of power. And uh, we'll see what the Democrats do. Um, again, I, I think it's a wrong decision. Even if they cap it at a billion dollars, it just doesn't, don't think it makes sense. What, what do you just, your goal is just punish Peter Thiel. Is that it? You just got this vendetta against Peter Thiel and the other 400 people in this country that 
earned money legally, saved, and were successful. We just want to punish them. Uh, I don't know. I think you, I hope the center has got better things to do with it with his time than than focus on uh, 497 uh, rich Americans that that saved in a retirement account. So there you go. Um, to answer your question, I, I I desperately hope it doesn't pass. Um, but we will learn more uh, in the coming months, and I promise I'll keep all of you guys uh, in the loop. So uh, there you go. Another episode of Ad Mail in the Books. Appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week and talk to everyone again next week. Thank you.